0: Welcome to Meanderings, the podcast where you join me for a walk in the forest, where we'll talk about life and how to live from a place that really lights you up. We'll be joined by friends of mine who found their way to that place for themselves. Thanks for joining us. I'm Trudy Chapman. So joining me for today's Meander is Roberta Gall. She's a pal. I think we first met when we were rowing, like back at the rowing club. And then it turned out we worked uh we worked together at NRcan Natural Resources Canada, although not in the same place I think at the time you were in forestry uh, yes, and I was doing energy um, and then uh and then we sort of parted ways. I stopped with the Ottawa Rowing Club and moved over to the new Edinburgh club and uh and so on but uh but I follow you on social media, and you have such a fantastic um you're always showing life through the lens of your camera and. Mm-hmm. It it just speaks to me. the The pictures speak to me. The things that you're taking pictures of speak to me. And um, given that the theme that we have here is joy, uh, I thought that I'd check in and say, "Hey, how does that manifest for you? What does it look like in in how you live your life and what you do and and what you see through that lens that you're always working with?" So, so welcome, and that's what I want to talk about today. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's, it is a lot of joy, and uh, that's how I um, have been keeping myself going over this past recent period. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just um, I'm a very visual person and also very social and outdoorsy, and I've been able to pull all of those things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now I have the good fortune of being able to um, – work professionally as a photographer as well. So it was something that was always in my back pocket or off the corner of my desk, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, that started when I was at NRCan and I was lucky enough to have a, a great mentor of the photographer that worked there. And he um, taught me all sorts of very useful skills. And I brought them with me. Now I'm working in uh, at PSPC and uh um, P- PSPC public. is public? Public Services and Procurement Canada,
0: the old public works. The old public works for the federal government of Canada. Right. Okay. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, I saw some uh, photographs that you took from the – we're in the process of of – call it a big renovation project for our houses of parliament so we have a central house where the parliament actually sits and then we have two operational wings called the east and the west block and i think Mm -hmm. they were working on the west block when i saw some of your first pictures of uh uh, from that from that vantage point so what a what a great opportunity to (sighs) yes i i
1: am so lucky I feel like I'm uh, like I landed in this spot at a great moment in history, and I am a witness to history just uh, passing in front of my eyes. It's uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do to uh, go through these buildings as they they're being rebuilt, and um, not just seeing the evolution of the buildings themselves, which are incredible. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm working on the center block project now. Mm -hmm. And that building is amazing in in its uh, artistry and the craftsmanship that originally went into it. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I really enjoy is um, uh, meeting and getting to know and talking with the artisans that are working on that. Mm. those projects so mm-hmm. all the way to the west block and many of them have gone over to this project as well right. and um it's um it's a joy and it's uh it's my way through my lens of saying that i see what you're doing and i mm-hmm. see that what you're doing is important mm-hmm. and um i'm just now getting into a different kind of assignment at work where I'm going to be able to uh, have a better ability to write about those photographs and put those stories out so that people can also share in yes. my excitement and for these people to be seen and for t- them to tell the stories because it's, it's Canadian history right here and right now. Yeah. Um, speaking to all the craftsmanship that has come along before them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're continuing in all those traditions, whether it's the guys doing the copper roofing or it's uh, um, a plaster conservator or a stonemason or a stone carver, all these things. So it's, uh, it's an incredible opportunity
0: to be a part of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it seems to me that when we're working with professionals who are Doing these kinds of things, uh, they're they're living their their joy. I mean, they 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 must be. I, I can only imagine they must be so excited to be working on such a historic project, but also to be working in this field. You get you don't get into this kind of um, you know stone masonry or, or um, plaster conservatory or copper work without having a passion for you know the art the artisanal component of it. Exactly,
1: exactly. These are very talented people, uh, especially when it comes to the stone carving and the, the, the plaster and so on and so forth. So they, they tend to be quite humble about it, but I am all, in awe of what they can do. Yeah, so um, it's sort of the uh, mutual admi- admiration society, you know. Like uh, <laughs> I go in there and get into these conversations and uh, and take their their photos as they're doing their thing, and uh, yeah. yes, it's a very joyful thing. I mean, it does have its challenges. It's not always you know easy. Mm-hmm. I'm there, you know, could be the middle of the summer, 30 degrees, and I still have to have my boots and my hard hat sure. and a mask and all that stuff on. And I'm heavy camera equipment and uh, they're working in tight spaces and in dust and all that stuff. So yeah. some of the work is very difficult for both of us, but, uh, you know, you it just it doesn't take very long for you to step back and say, wow, this is incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we've been bringing in expertise from far and wide for this project, right? So where, right. where are some of the people from?
1: Um, there's a team from, uh, from Great Britain that has come over specifically to help uh, with the uh, removal and restoration of these frescoes that are um, in the building. And they, these are unique not only to the building, but in Canada, I believe. Um, so they are high heritage items. Um, they're beautiful, but they have, you know, been um, restored in not a as good way mm-hmm. as they should have been. And there were right. all sorts of things with the building that need to be modernized that will help them stay on forever. So uh, this team was brought on as experts that they could, um, They could help with this project so that's Mm -hmm. that's uh an interesting thing that's ongoing right now Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh we've had expertise from from like stonemasons from outside of canada as well for this haven't we i thought i'd heard about some coming in from scotland or something along those lines
1: that was on the west block project to my knowledge they haven't started at least not yet uh, on the center block project Mm -hmm. because there's not as much masonry happening right now Mm -hmm. um The first part of the project tends to be a lot of removal rather than the rebuilding part. Mm -hmm. So um, the removals can be done, you know, uh, more locally. It's less of a skill thing, Mm -hmm. um, I guess. Um, But yes, there were a lot of um, interesting accents that I heard going through the scaffolding uh in the west block project irish sure. scottish whatever uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun it's very interesting and uh also um the roof the glass roof at the west block was built by uh it was a german company mm-hmm. and uh so you would hear german uh being shouted around mm-hmm. uh upon the roof so <laughs> it's like it was a whole cacophony of different things and sounds <laughs> voices and uh very interesting
0: wow what a what a lucky job what a lucky job yes. you know <laughs> like holy mackerel all, all the things that would have had to come into place for you to be able to be you know the the chosen are, are you are you part of a team of photographers or are you are you it
1: uh well um i am in uh the creative services group um in a video team. Mm -hmm. I'm the only photographer on that video team. Mm -hmm. Um, For the center block project, they've brought in uh, another photographer specifically for that project, because I am the departmental photographer. Mm -hmm. And I've ended up doing a lot of the documentation just because I was there. So Mm -hmm. the center block project is on a whole other scale. There's Mm -hmm. so much to do. And uh, my mandate takes me Outside of that building in many ways, much more so in the before times, as they say, because there are no longer public events and so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. that sort of changes somewhat. Yeah. Um, but yes, there's another photographer. There's also a a photographer that works for the Senate that is documenting that half of the building. Yeah. And the House of Commons has a, a a media team as well, a video team. So it's all uh, you know, And then various conservators have um, the capacity to do 3D imagery and scanning and so on and so forth. So there's mm. many layers of documentation taking place of mm. that building. So right. every square inch is going to be accounted for. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So how did you make the transition from NRCan to, to uh, what was, I presume, Public Works at the time before it became, uh, P- what did you call it, PSPC? PSPC, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, that was, <laughs> it was interesting. It was kind of, I kept thinking back to, um, a university professor that I had that, uh, uh, sort of looked at me cause I, I was, you know, worried about what would happen when I graduate and what I'm going to do and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, he just looked me square in the eye and he says, you don't have to worry, Roberta, you're a lucky person. Everything's going to be Okay. And I took took that with me. Took that to heart. Yeah, to, I really took it to heart because I keep thinking back to because in 2012 there was a huge round of cuts, mm-hmm. and uh, my job was on the chopping block because the the communications sector at NRCan had been amalgamated and consolidated. Made into
0: the, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and so um, I think, in my opinion, that kind of made us more vulnerable, more visible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they were saying, well, we don't need so many graphic designers. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, I had um, taken an interest much more in photography and started working with uh, David Ash. And he taught me everything from how to do product shots to how to take studio portraits. Mm -hmm. Uh, He took me on some, you know, photo shoots and video shoots and so on and so forth. So I just kind of got the lay of the land and how to work Mm -hmm. as a professional photographer through him. And um, when my job was in peril, um, I saw this one posted um, and I just decided to go for it. And um, the parliament building uh, aspect of it was really what sold me on it. I thought, sure. well, it's just a great opportunity. I did have to take a considerable pay cut, actually. Uh, and it, I remember having a discussion with the HR person going like, what are you doing? This seems like such a crazy career move. You know, you're going backwards kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I didn't see it like that at mm-hmm. all, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I ended up, uh, in the creative services team and there were designers and video people and, uh, it was a great atmosphere and the work was interesting, but it was, um, It was kind of uh, very loosely defined Mm -hmm. as much of my career has been and uh, kind of I just made it my own. I decided, well, you know, this the department could use, you know, the the photographer before me had been frustrated of uh, about having to cover, you know, retirement parties and Mm -hmm. all sorts of things that seemed frivolous. But I saw the value in documenting what the the department was doing in so many other ways. Mm -hmm. And so I took it upon myself. I just asked people questions. I would show up at events and talk to the people working in all the various sectors Mm -hmm. and uh, ended up having quite a unique uh, perspective on how everything worked in general terms Mm -hmm. that other people at my level would not. Mm -hmm. It ends up being siloed, of course. It's a Mm -hmm. huge department. Everybody has their area of expertise. But because Mm -hmm. I would go to these events and award ceremonies and speeches and so on and so forth, everything down from departmental Mm -hmm. to up to the minister. Yeah,
0: you're meeting everybody.
1: I met everybody and I could see what was happening, you know, writ large. Sure. And um basically kind of sell my services. So people would start asking me to come and take pictures of what they were doing and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was mm-hmm. uh um yeah, I feel kind of good about that. Like mm-hmm. it was uh something that I built
0: myself, even though it's a government job. Sure, sure. You know? Sure, sure. But I- I'm interested in that um that instinctive Sort of gut response, that knowing of, yeah, this is a pay cut, but this is something that I think holds some some juice for me. What what uh, what pulled you there? Was it was it? I mean, the the peril of your existing job is you know real. So it's like, okay, I, I think I I want to drive this boat rather than just have the the you know the job cut out from underneath me. So I'm going to try and apply for things, but also knowing or, or feeling like this is the way to go. What, what, what was there? A, was there a gut instinct around all of that? Was there something that pulled you that way well, beyond, I guess, beyond survival? Beyond survival. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, you know, I, I had been working already for over at that point, like 25 years as a graphic designer.
0: Right.
1: And, uh, I had felt like I had sort of, um, work that all out Mm -hmm. it was second nature it was pretty easy for me to do it Mm -hmm. so I guess I was also looking for new challenges yeah and uh so trying something that I hadn't done before Mm -hmm. and um being the sole photographer again meant that it was uh you know um Always problem solving, mm-hmm. figuring out the equipment, figuring out how to do the studio setup, and um, again the much more human contact um, with the graphic design, and you tend to be very much in the background. Uh, your name never goes on anything, so it's like this anonymous anonymous thing that goes out yeah. and is not really yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I especially liked uh, building up these uh, this collection of studio portraits mm-hmm. where I could uh, I could really bring people I felt like um, I could bring people around I would often have uh, people coming in saying you know what I I would much rather go see my dentist than come and see you <laughs> <laughs> I hate having my picture taken my boss told me I have to have my picture taken so here I am so I have this client. Mm-hmm. was very resistant yeah so um you know i had to play the psychologist while i'm fiddling with my camera getting my lighting right Mm -hmm. talking to the person making them feel relaxed and i got lots of really good feedback Mm -hmm. uh, about how i was with them um in addition to that actually now that i think about it at nrcan um I was very lucky. Three different times I was uh, able to take one-week uh, photo workshops down in the mm-hmm. States. There's a place mm-hmm. in Maine that yep. has these amazing week, week-long week
0: workshops. Very intensive. Do they do videography as well? I think I have a yeah. friend who's done some classes down there. Yeah. Yeah. Maine Media Workshops. Yes. An amazing place in Rockport.
1: Yes. And uh, so I had a, a professional photographer friend that I... Uh, met in my first government job uh, with Industry Canada. And so she and I would go down, she would take a course and I would take a course. And uh, so I learned a lot from there because the last project that we did, we were actually given the assignment to go out into the community and find a spot and work and do a story for the week. And uh, I learned a lot that week. I I chose the barbershop. Mm. at the local barbershop. And uh, again, uh, right away there, I, I got some great feedback from people, you know, sitting there in the chair saying, you know what, you know, you're, you're really good at putting me at ease. Like I, I really, I don't usually like having my picture taken, but mm. you're making me feel relaxed and, and that sort of thing. So um, it's a, to me, that's a very in- interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Once I have a camera in my hand, it's a connection Mm -hmm. between me and and the person that I'm photographing.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's always, I've always found you as um, there's a little, little mischievous glint in your eye (laughs) that's always there and you're, you're, you're easy to laugh and, and I, I find you very easygoing. So I can see how building up that rapport with people in a, in a very quick way, um, would serve you really well as a photographer who has to go in and, and, and take some shots. How am I going to get to, to their authentic self? I, I think you probably do that very well. Um, oh, yes. and I Thank haven't you. seen any of your portrait work, but I, it imagine, I can imagine, I can see that because I can see it. I can see your relationship with your, with your subjects, whether it's, it's the, the light on the water at an early morning row, um, or, or, um, or some of the things that I've seen around some of the buildings that you've done, you know, with the, with the restoration of the, of the hill, things like that. I I just, I can see that. I can see how that would be there. That relationship matters and that comes through at least to me when I look at your work. That's great. That's,
1: that's, that's great that you see that.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway. Cool. So the photography at the, at the barbershop, I think that would be a, just a, like a central place to be getting people's lives that's right must have been and
1: fun. being a woman in that situation too i had to really up my ante and and really chill because you know that it's it's kind of where the guys would you know chat and stuff like that mm-hmm. i did an another project when i came back here to um Ottawa, Mm -hmm. I was talking to my hairdresser saying, I went on this trip and we did this project and Mm -hmm. I I found this barbershop and uh, I'd like to find a barbershop here to do, you know, a similar project. And he says, well, why don't you just do it here? So I did, I did a project here at <laughs> in in my hairdresser's place. Right. You know, with women with their hair, you know, all sure. in poop and with foil yeah. on it and stuff like that and and it was a lot of fun and we did a little vernissage at the shop and had the pictures up. So um that was also, you know, the, the first time that I did just a creative project just for myself mm-hmm. and for fun. And- yeah.
0: Yeah, a whole other um avenue for for uh, marketing though I could imagine like I I'm I'm just thinking of somebody's you know their their website for their shop and and they've usually got at least my hairdresser has got he likes to enter these competitions and do stuff like that. So there's always sort of high fashion photos on it, but I could see that as being a really wonderful come through the door, see see what it's like here and then have the story unfolding through the through the images that um that really gets people to know what it's like to come to this place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Hmm. Hmm. So, and you, in in addition to doing this at work, you also do it outside, you, your nature photographs and all that sort of stuff. Talk to me about joy in taking these photos and, and and in looking through your lens. What's What happens in your heart when you're doing this stuff?
1: Well, I'm very much... Um, I'm an in-the-moment kind of person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking about that today as I was hiking because I'm always the slowest one in the group. I'm mm-hmm. always the one hanging back to take pictures, to soak in the space or to see the mist or to look at the moss on the stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I guess the the taking of the pictures is um, a way of trying to slow down time uh, and to remember those moments, because they're so fleeting. Everything feels you know, so temporary. And um, the photographs are a way of making time stretch out and last a little longer, because you mm-hmm. can look back on it in a certain way. And look at the images and say, "Oh yeah, there was there was this, there was that." And sometimes I see things in the picture that I didn't notice at first. Hmm. And uh, so um, it's just an instinct for mm-hmm. me; I, I can't help myself. And you know, now the my friends that I also go rowing with, they they make fun of me and they're saying, "Okay, well, what do you want me to do now?" Like I said, you know, go over there. And row across (laughs) this way and come a little closer and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So they, they get into it too because they love to see the images themselves. Um, Yeah. So it's a, it's a way, way of sharing our experience as well. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, uh, well, because I put it up on social media, it's a shared experience, Mm -hmm. not just with them, but also, you know, with whoever they know and, Mm -hmm. So it's um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. making time stand still for
0: myself and the people around me. Yeah, have you always done this? Like when you think back to yourself as a as a wee person, <laughs> did you always try and and hold moments, uh, slow moments down? I think so. Like I'm from a creative family.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look behind me, there there's mm-hmm. a portrait that my dad painted of my great uncle uh so my dad was a great artist and he was very he was a much more introverted kind Mm -hmm. of guy Mm -hmm. but uh a very good observer you always knew that he was just sitting back and watching the situation and and analyzing it and Mm -hmm. and i think i have that from him like him and i we used to go out to do some sketching, or we would uh, take a Saturday afternoon and walk down, I'm from Montreal, we'd walk down Sherbrooke Street and go and check out the galleries and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that's how we, we spent a lot of our time observing things. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also a great photographer. And so I, um, I think he he had a great influence on me. He was the one that suggested that I started going into uh, graphic design mm-hmm and uh, from high school. And um, so, yeah, it it goes way back. Mm -hmm. I was always drawing, I was always doodling. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's, I think it's in the genes. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any images that you've captured in your mind that when you close your eyes, you can remember, like when you when you think of taking a picture, whatever picture comes to mind, what's there for you? Is it the picture itself? Is it the feeling of being in that place, taking that picture? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a number of things. Like if um, we were to go into my living room, I just had a picture printed from a trip I took with my brother in 2017 to India. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a, a quick portrait of our tuk-tuk driver Mm-hmm and uh so you know you're in this little thing you know that it, this is his livelihood mm-hmm. and he's very proud he's got a collared shirt mm-hmm. he's his hair is all set you know mm-hmm. he took us for a little uh chai tea and and uh, then turned around and you know and i just snapped a shot so right. just the memory of that whole experience and meeting this person who is in a completely different world than myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, how he looks straight at me. And we have this moment of connection. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: the other um, picture that I have in my living room is of uh, this guy uh, uh, that we met in Mexico City. And mm-hmm. he has this crazy, amazing place on the top of the hill. And he's all into fashion and uh, antiques and these objets d'art. And we had this big, sumptuous meal, whatever. And... Um, he obviously very much liked having his picture taken, but he, so he posed by uh, his pool. Mm -hmm. So I have this picture of this guy, you know, with his like fancy duds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that also just reflected the meeting of this person that I would have never met in any other situation Mm -hmm. in his uh where he lived his home and uh so it's just again like uh the connection of people in a moment of time captured mm-hmm. in that way um yeah it's a uh, i love being out in nature i love photographing it mm-hmm. but um nature photography is i think for <laughs> much more patient people than myself,
0: <laughs> you know, <if> you want.
1: <laughs> unless you happen to be somewhere where there's, you know, some beautiful thing happening. Yeah. You have to sit there for a long time to make sure everything's right, get everything yeah. set up, you know, be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like to think that my pictures sort of are much more action oriented or much mm-hmm. more people oriented.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, catching somebody just with the right uh, water conditions when they're rowing—that, like you said earlier, there's an instinct that's here, right? Mm-hmm. And and after all of this time doing these kinds of things, you you're capturing it in that moment, and there's just something that says now, and you take the yes. shot, right? Yes, and and yes. it's not that you're not thinking about it; it's just fluid exactly
1: exactly yeah it's the 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 flow of the moment and well it's all the years of experience i've been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. it just doesn't get old i just you know i can just keep doing (laughs) probably you know everybody's (laughs) sick of it like i once in a while i put an apologetic post up saying i'm sorry I know this is another rowing post, but look at
0: today. <laughs> look at <This> today. <laughs> I
1: know,
0: and you've had so many gifts this uh, this fall. It's it just the water's been your friend. All, it seems like all summer long, this year yeah. there have been day after day. You know, you you look up and the weather is the weather forecast is iffy, but you give it a shot anyway, and then it's like glass, and the light is perfect, and the row is kismet, and it's like oh. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> absolute joy absolute joy yeah yeah
0: and it never gets old it doesn't no yeah no <laughs> <laughs> so you must what about retirement what do you plan to continue to do this when you finish your day job what's your uh oh i i think i will be compelled to do so mm-hmm.
1: um uh, yeah uh absolutely um Retirement is about four years out now, which is hard to believe, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, uh, you know, we'll have to see how the real world evolves. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought, you know, it would be great to go on a a grand journey and take Mm -hmm. my camera with me and um, but uh, we'll just have to see how it goes i had always thought too that it would be fun i've seen you know i follow some other people on social media that do um family portraits Mm -hmm. and um this whole idea of um spending time with people and making those connections and making images that are meaningful in that way Mm -hmm. i've done it for some friends um and it's such a joyful experience to have them be so happy to have those images that yeah. capture their life as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that in in combination with going back into my family mm-hmm. photo albums and making some books of those, you know, mm-hmm. putting them together in some compilation because I ended up being the keeper of all the family memorabilia mm-hmm. uh, when my parents passed and. Uh, it's you know it's always been a retirement project (laughs) to do yeah it's so big you know all my father's artwork all the photographs that he took amazing photos and um yeah so to put that into some sort of compilation that we can look through them because they're all in boxes and sure and and, you know yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's it's huge yeah it's a huge a huge um project and a labor of love and incredibly time-consuming and 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 emotionally um there must be an emotional hook in there too right
1: absolutely yeah 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 i don't have um i don't have kids so um it's a a di- different kind of legacy you know mm-hmm. it's about about leaving your mark in on the world in some fashion sure. you know like yeah. uh Would like to think, even though I'm not going to be around, that uh, Mm -hmm. you know there's going to be some part of me that lives on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in other people's memories or in some
0: fashion. Well, I think I think maybe we'll leave that here. How does that sound? Okay, (laughs) it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Mm Hmm. And keep keep posting to social media. I rove vicariously by you now, so it's. uh... (laughs) <laughs> I
1: wish I could post more of my, you know, work. Well,
0: yeah, you can. If anybody can. wants
1: to try and follow the PSPC Instagram, there are little dribs and drabs there. I'm working on getting more interesting stuff up there as well, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not allowed to post any of that stuff on my personal no, channel. No, of course. So
0: yeah. It's, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see your pictures when uh, Rick Mercer came up. Oh, well... Yeah. I think there was one. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, he was up on the uh, roof of the West Block for the twenty seventeen, the Canada One Fifty. Yeah, that was quite. That was quite the event. It was mm-hmm. a. Of course, the weather was terrible. There was this great deluge, and there he is with his umbrella on the roof and stuff like that. It was, <laughs> it was quite the hoot. But actually, that was only. The half of it, like the day itself, was quite overwhelming. There was a lot going on, and uh, I had some great access. But because the weather was so terrible, the Mm -hmm. air show was postponed. Mm -hmm. And because I was um, on both days, uh, the Canada Day and the next day in the Peace Tower with the Mm -hmm. uh, uh, flagmaster changing Mm -hmm. the flag, um, I was also privy to his cell phone call when he was talking to the snowbirds (laughs) (laughs) saying, um, he says, Oh, you're coming at 11. Okay, great. And I'm like, that's good information. So that was on July 2nd. Right. So I made my way down from there and got onto the scaffolding at the Mm -hmm. West block and the air show was, Unbelievable! The, the The snowboards were coming and coming and coming, and then they had the helicopters, and then they had the old planes and all that stuff. and uh, And it was because I was at the right place at the, at the right, right time, time. listening. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got these amazing pictures, but yes. I think nobody knew that it was going to be happening anyway. Yeah. So I'm just
0: I keep being lucky. You keep being lucky, just like your prof said. well let's uh let's hope your luck holds well into retirement all right okay you're here thank you so much oh thank you this is a lot of fun thanks for joining me for this episode of meanderings join me again for a walk in the forest and a chat about what matters in life i'm dropping an episode every second tuesday and you can pick that up wherever you get your podcasts thanks again for joining me I'm Trudy Chapman.